0: Hey friends, welcome to my Friday update. Just you're having a good day. I have been working from home here this morning and about to leave with my wife Leah for a two hour drive south to southern Connecticut. So uh, good to be here with you. Hey, I thought I'd do a quick uh, update video and I want to share some thoughts about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, what that means, how do we receive that. yeah really important subject actually that probably we don't talk about enough about in the church hey before i do that uh as usual let me do a couple of housekeeping things if you're new to my youtube channel why not subscribe uh button down there in the corner we also put this out as an audio podcast every day um i am on probably twitter my main uh social media platform i'm using really enjoying twitter recently twitter on instagram facebook occasionally but not very often thank god and uh all of those good things hey my website gjm.org and lastly i want to give a big thanks to all of the friends and partners of my ministry graham jones ministry thanks to everybody who partners with us as well i have the greatest holy ghost bunch of prayers givers friends supporters and uh, yeah partners literally in ministry and it's a joy to have you guys there if you're not yet a partner why not consider signing up today for that there'll be a link below and um, it would be good to have you on board there Boom. so let me talk for a few moments about something that i don't think we hear about enough and that is the baptism in the holy spirit and fire what does it really mean to be baptized in the holy spirit And again, possibly depending on your church background, where you're from, your kind of theological approach to scripture, you might have a different idea about that. But if you do, I want to lovingly, humbly challenge you to revoir, to look at that again and possibly look at that in different eyes. I believe that there is an experience called the infilling, the baptism, I'm going to stick with that term baptism because it's the the way the Bible describes it, a baptism in the Holy Spirit that is an absolute life-changing experience for every Christian, that is available anyway to every Christian. And I think it's so important that we, firstly it's so important we have this experience, secondly it's so important we learn to um, excuse the poverty of my language, but I want to say learn to maintain that experience, learn to upkeep that experience, learn to live in the fullness in an ongoing way of that experience rather than simply have it as a, a one-off event. Yeah, years ago I had that. Um, I think God wants to fill us with this power <laughs> and absolutely transform us. I think there is a world of difference between being a, a Christian and a spirit-filled Christian. And I actually think recently, over the last few years, some of these lines have blurred in a way that's not good. I've noticed many churches speaking a lot less about the baptism and the Holy Spirit. You know, there's a sort of interesting, but a little bit of a scary thing here in the West, that in, frankly, in the kind of days where I was growing up, there were Pentecostal charismatic churches, and then there were just dead, dry churches without that. And yet, I think what's happened in, I would say, the last 25 years is much of the style, and by that I mean exuberant worship, people raising their hands, dancing, um, a lot of the life and style of that has sort of become mainstream and normal. Um, You would see churches like an elevation church, you know, people raise their hands and sing and that, but actually without embracing that teaching of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And it's really vital that we have that. So what is that experience? Really, we should look at the life of Jesus. So Jesus was born of the Spirit. Jesus was born at age zero. Come on, he was born as a baby. He lived, he was the child of God from obviously his conception, but he was born uh, you know, fully a child of God, the Son of God, the Son of God, God in the flesh. He's born of God, and yet he lived for 30 years as God's child, um, fully in righteous relationship with the Father, and yet he did no miracles. And at age 30, Jesus was baptised in water, but also baptised and filled with the Holy Spirit. And that was the beginning of his ministry. In a way, that baptism in the Spirit wasn't about his own relationship with the Father. It was actually about power to minister that relationship to others. And if you think about it, really from from birth till age 30, Jesus did no miracles, not one yeah and when he's filled with the power of god then he begins to preach and demonstrate the kingdom of god now i would say in a similar way when we come to christ we are born again hallelujah that's wonderful and yet i believe there is a what is often a subsequent experience a secondary experience now it doesn't have to be Secondary. I believe we can get born again and baptised in the Holy Spirit on the same day. But I believe many people, like myself, like many people in the Bible, didn't receive that experience at the moment they're born again. Paul is born again, and three days later, Ananias comes to him and says, Brother Saul, you know my brother, I've come to pray for you, not not to bring you to faith in Jesus. You've met Jesus on the road to Damascus. I've come to pray that your eyes will be opened, that you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. Philip goes down to Samaria and preaches Christ. And a few days or weeks later, the apostles come down and pray for them. Not preach Christ to them, but pray and lay hands on them, and the Holy Spirit comes upon them. In Acts 18, Paul comes to Ephesus, and he finds a group of believers there, and he asks them a great question that I want to ask you today. He said, did you receive the Spirit when you believed? And the uh, believers in Ephesus said, well, we, we're evangelical. We haven't heard about this baptism in the Spirit. Paul lays hands on them, and they speak in tongues and you know, begin to prophesy. And that was my experience I I gave my life to the Lord on July the 14th 1984 in a Billy Graham crusade in Liverpool soccer stadium in England I was truly born again I knew that I knew that I knew that I was born again I came alive to God my sins are forgiven I was walking with him walking in his word worshipping him and yet about six months later I began to hear about that experience, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. For me, it was reading the book by Nikki Cruz, Run Baby Run, his testimony, where Nikki Cruz described what happened to him being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I, I remember praying and saying, Lord, I want this experience too. Now when I read Nicky Cruz's experience, he described being filled with fire and liquid glory and honey and all of these amazing things. And I I really wanted that feeling, that experience. So I prayed and prayed and prayed. Didn't get the fire, the glory. But a few days after praying, I woke up one morning and I was speaking in tongues. You know, about five, six a.m., the sun coming up in my room, 14, 15 years of age maybe. I'm just quiet, normal, natural. It's like I'm listening to somebody else. I was speaking in tongues and my life got changed from that moment forward. So I want to encourage you, it's vital that all of us have this experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's vital, and maybe I'll I'll teach on this in another session because I'm gonna run out of time here soon, that we learn to maintain that experience. Really, I can tell you how to do that in 30 seconds. It's so simple. The way you stay full of the Holy Spirit is by keeping pouring out of the Holy Spirit. The way you maintain that freshness, that infilling, that now full experience of God is by constantly pouring out. Paul tells us in Ephesians 5, he says, don't be filled with too much wine wherein is excess. But he says, be being filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody always, giving thanks always for all things. So really, the way we stay full is we stay poured out. We keep pouring out, yeah. Um, At times, people will say to me, Graham, do all Christians have to speak in tongues? And I usually go like, no, you don't have to, but you can do. And I think it's glorious. And I would suggest to you humbly that everybody in the Bible who was filled with the Spirit spoke in tongues. I have prayed for, and I don't wish to exaggerate, but I want to say thousands, probably Somewhere between thirty to eighty thousand people to have that experience, a minimum, at least. Because sometimes I prayed for over ten thousand in one night, like in India. And I've never seen anybody who wanted that experience and the gift of tongues who didn't receive that experience. Now I've seen people who've had kind of roadblocks, and they've needed to kind of be helped through some some uh, hesitations, some struggles in their life, that's okay. We can help you with that. But everybody who asks, receives. So God wants you to have that experience. Here's my last thought today, speaking as a pastor as well. um, You know, I had an interesting experience last week, and it it was good, and I'm not criticising the... I met a lovely gentleman who came to my church, and... um, uh, this I was having a coffee with this gentleman at the end of church, really gr- awesome guy. And uh, he kind of he, he made a comment to me a little bit like this. He said, as, as I was near the front of the church, I heard you, Pastor Graham, walking up and down, speaking in tongues. And I think he said to me something like, I hadn't heard anybody speak in tongues since, I think it was my mother, years ago. Or, you know, kind of brought that thing back to me. And it suddenly hit me how there are so few churches that do this, or at times churches that tolerate the baptism in the spirit. It's like they try to get people doing this um, in a basement somewhere, but don't, don't bring it out on Sunday morning. And I believe we should be proud of the power, the gifts, the presence of God. It shouldn't be some little side issue in the church. It should be something that we really major upon and that we are not ashamed to bring, that we make a really big thing in our church. That's what Jesus did. Jesus tells his, his disciples, don't go anywhere. Don't do anything until you be endured with power from on high. Selah. Boom. I hope that's helped you guys. Hey, if you um, need any help receiving that experience, or you're not sure if you've had it, or you have any questions about it, drop them in the comments and I will get back to you. So, uh, Hey, join us this weekend if you can. I'm going to be in Norwalk, Connecticut at NEF Church tomorrow from 10 a.m. till about 4 p.m. doing the conference on emotionally healthy, how to be emotionally healthy. Sunday morning, I'll be in Sturbridge Worship Center, uh, Sunday afternoon, New England Fellowship at 4 p.m. Both services speaking about the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Really interesting messages there. And again, check out the links below. Drop me a line if I can help or pray for you in any way. Thanks for watching and bye for now.